0: talking about their favorite scenes on the silver screen they'll try to stay on theme who said that this podcast was spoiler free it's time for single best scene
1: hi i'm maddie and i'm sophie and this is single best scene this week's episode is brooklyn 99 so let's get started so the pilot what do you think of a, oh. <laughs> I mean, I didn't hate it, so <laughs> keep that in. I liked that. Okay, so the pilot. What did you think of, what was your pilot score if you had to rank it out of 10?
2: You know, I think out of 10, probably only about a 6 okay. because I would watch it again. I feel like anything, it didn't discourage me from watching this show, but I love Andy Sandberg, so I was pretty bought in to begin with just because of his... Star Power. Um but rewatching it, I feel like it was like a lot of thirty minute comedies where it's still kind of awkward. They haven't quite figured out all the characters. There was a third, like boring office person that they wrote out of the show. That right, woman. right. And um I don't know. It was fine, but not memorable, and, you know, they worked out their kinks, like, pretty pretty expected. I don't know. What you think?
1: Right, so I um, actually gave it a 7 out of 10 w- when I rewatched it. So the first okay. time I watched it in college, I was like, meh, this show's probably not for me. And then, of course, I was wrong, as we're sitting here today. Um, so, I mean, like, my biggest misstep for them, and it was honestly my biggest critique of all of season one, is just having Boyle be so in love with Rosa. So awkward. But I don't know if it's because knowing how they're – they develop throughout the rest of the show, if that's why, or I just, they'd have like negative chemistry. And right. so, um, that was probably my biggest one. I will say the introduction of Holt compared to Andy Sandberg and the like, not wearing a tie. Mm-hmm. Very funny.
2: That was really good.
1: Whenever he's like, Hey, welcome to the murder. <laughs> like that's, I think whenever I was like, Oh, okay. This show like is my brand of cop humor. Right. um, and also whenever he's, like, apologizing because he, like, gets that the reason they wear ties is because it's a uniform and they're a part mm-hmm, of a team, mm-hmm. which is, like, so funny. Right. Like, and you're, I like, oh, t- this show has, like, some heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, Holt, like, they, like, bring in that he's gay mm-hmm. and he didn't get to be a part of the team and all right. that stuff. So I love that. And then when he apologizes and he's, like, Humil- humility over I'm amazing, it just, like, <laughs> kind of shows, like, I feel like it's at least Jake's full character. Yeah. Like, it highlights Peralta, like, obvious- obviously they're banking on all of these people's individual star power to get people to tune in. But um, I will say, out of all of the characters, Jake has just been the most consistent.
2: Yeah, you know, it did set up there that dynamic really well, which, Mm -hmm. um, you know, this podcast is the Jake and Holt show for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it did, yeah, it did really set up their relationship really well. The rest of it, I guess, was just what was more of a mess for me. Um, but right. particularly that, I mean, all of season one and I have rewatched it like once or twice, probably. but, um, there are a lot of jokes that, and bits in season one that didn't age well, which is surprising because it's only seven years old and Jake mm-hmm. is like, they do so much more progressive, like do a lot of progressive stuff on the show, right. but like the whole like you said, Boyle being obsessed with Rosa thing dragged on way too long, and it was really uncomfortable. Like at the time and now, like that is a workplace harassment. Like it's not fun to watch that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I
1: don't know. I mean, I didn't feel like it was workplace. I, it, I think Boyle just as a character is just like workplace. <laughs> like I mean, he's just annoying. Yeah. Like I mean, like yeah, it's like, like that. He's fine a good police lo-
2: officer, but you don't see it till later.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Maybe I think they were just it. definitely trying to get the show purchased. Yeah.
2: Right, right, which I get that.
1: But, okay, so wait, what was your, um, I don't know if we actually have ever talked about this, what was your, like, relationship to the show? How did you, why did you start watching it?
2: I just was a big fan of Andy Sandberg. like, was always a big fan of Lonely Island, was a big fan of him on SNL, and so when he got this show about police officers in his 30-minute drama, or 30-minute comedy, um, I definitely thought it was like <laughs> he worth a, a try. A,
1: you know, he tries to make it a drama with I all know, of his right. diehard know, references.
2: Know, right. like um, but yeah, so I was, I was pretty sold. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's Just like my yeah.
1: exact same thing. I was like stuck in San Marcos after <laughs> graduation. Everybody had left. And I was like, well, what's, I have Hulu now. Let's watch <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine, yeah. Andy Samberg's hot, like, five am right. in. Like Even that like was it. Like I feel like for the first couple of years, no one else watched it. Yeah, well, remember like you said- Like, f- would be like, oh, yeah, that show with
2: Andy Samberg to be like, yes, and they'd be like, yeah, never tried it. <laughs> like
1: yeah, but you know about it. Well, like, <laughs> we, we used to have watching parties for Scandal, mm-hmm. R.I.P., um, at your house after graduation, and, like, people would come over to watch that, and then we would just force people to watch an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine until- mm. Yeah, they, I that. um, until they like started watching the show, like we would yes. just like hold our friends hostage. hostage, similarly to how we're doing on this podcast. Now. I mean, yeah, same, <laughs> keep it in your ears, familiar
2: <laughs> feeling for everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, wow, I forgot about that. Okay, yeah. for the audience, can you hear? Okay, yeah, um, <laughs> keep that in the audience <laughs> for the audience, um. I'm so glad I have had Maddie for the past 25 years to remember the past 25 years because <laughs> I can't remember anything that has happened to me at all. And so thank God she's here to remember our life because I can't. I forgot we even did that. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. You, you host it. <laughs> Completely forgot.
1: <laughs> Blacked
2: right. out. All right. Um, what's your relationship? Is it just after so, yeah, the same? Yeah, same.
1: Like I just needed something to... I had a 2 p.m. It was from 2 to 5 every day and nothing oh else. Oh, you watched
2: it like on live TV?
1: No, I was... I think I binged the first three seasons and then watched the... Oh f- okay. Or the first two and then watched the third live or yeah. one of the... I mean, you I know, started it in 2015. Yeah. That was.
2: I. it was. I don't... I'm assuming I watched it live at the beginning, but definitely f- the past like year or two when I haven't had a TV in my apartment and really gave up on following a lot of my shows week to week... Brooklyn Nine-Nine was one of the very few that, like, it was, like, Brooklyn ninety nine, SNL, and um, maybe, like, one or two, uh, oh, Goldbergs, mm-hmm. that I would actually watch week to week. All the dramas, I just kind of gave up on and figured I would just binge at the end, like.
1: Right. Well, I think, like, obviously there's a lot of differences in, like, us bonding over TV is... One of the many things that we have in common, but one of our biggest differences in our TV watching is that I am a big proponent of watching things yes. live or as close to live as possible. Mm-hmm. And you don't binge. mind a binge, Love which it. we'll talk about, you know, <laughs> um, in future episodes yeah. or and whatnot. Yeah, it comes uh,
2: in more to play with dramas, with yeah.
1: comedies itself. It's yeah, important. Have to get at that. But, yeah. all right, well, do you want to get into the meat of <sighs> yes. um, this? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just interviewing you. No. <laughs> <for us. laughs> so, yeah. Um, Obviously, we think we're very funny, so we gravitate towards other people who are funny. Mm -hmm. So what is your best bit of, or I mean, joke too, best bit or joke of- The show. Of the show. Yeah, what's your thing?
2: So, um, and we, uh, I'm sure everyone who watches Brooklyn Nine-Nine agrees, title of your sex tape is- the best. I think brilliant. Like, like we haven't decided for cussing on this
1: yet, but it is brilliant.
2: It's, no, I think we can cuss on this because I cuss a lot. Um, But, yeah, title of your sex tape. So, what's, what I think is great about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> what I think <laughs> is great about this bit is that I never expect it.
1: Like Oh, like when they're going to use it? You know what it? I mean? Because they
2: don't overuse it, which I think is good. Like, they'll right. go whole episodes without I it being dropped it. in. Right and yeah Maddie used it before we started recording Um, (laughs) (laughs) and I'll use it occasionally in real life but and it's like after it happens you're like oh that was a softball but Uh you had to have been paying it like weight as the person wanting to pitch like say the line you have to be looking for it but um so it's always just like a like zinged in there and it lots of times is used to like break up a more serious moment like a, you know, a meeting or um, something else that's going on, or maybe something kind of scary is happening, like, oh, they're running out and, you know, there's right. Jake with the um, title of your sex tape.
1: Well, I also think it did a really good job of, like, softening Amy's character. One of my yes. biggest complaints of the show early on, the first time I watched it, was I was just like, oh, stereotypical, like, the woman mm-hmm. has to be, like, like uptight. uptight and done all of this stuff, and the, like, title of your sex tape kind of made her a little softer cause she didn't react in the way someone star- who that yes. is that type of personality in a workplace would react. She always just kind of like rolls her eyes and is like, whatever, like, right. Like whatever you can have that. Like it right. doesn't, um, right.
2: Instead wears, of, yeah. Like in real it life, like
1: make her cry or like no. file a report. Like, right. like it's yes. very much like, or like snap endearing. back. And like, You're so
2: immature, Jake. Like yeah. Me. Yeah. We would hate her so much. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like she just kind of lets it have it. Yeah. So when they got to the She's title like, oh. of our sex tape, it was like, so cute. So cute. Um, So obviously that's mine too. But I would also say the Backstreet Boys, cold open, like they kill cold opens. (laughs) They're so good at cold opens. Yes. They need, the SNL writers need their help. Like they can write a cold open more than anything.
2: no one says this. Yeah. They're, they're the best. But
1: I just remember when it got canceled Mm -hmm. the first time. And then obviously it got picked back up. But Mm -hmm. when it got canceled, that scene just was on my, it was just my entire Twitter feed (laughs) was just that Backstreet Boys scene being like, how dare you? Like the Mindy Kaling, how dare you? Over and over and over again. And then they had like Lynn manuel Miranda and Mark Hamill and all of these huge stars. It's so, like one, it's just a very funny scene because mm-hmm. it shows Jake's, um, like he's, he's not, a, he's a good cop. And like, mm-hmm. I will not say he's a bad cop, but like in that scene, he got so wrapped up in like the drama of mm-hmm. his job and like making them do the sing along that <laughs> then when she was like number five, that's the one who killed my brother. And he was like, "Oh, I forgot. That's why we're here." Like it kind of showed. Um,
2: yeah, I think it was just I a very, very a funny good scene to play a clip of. Do you agree? I completely agree. Okay, I was great. looking for our, to our producer, our yeah. producer Jake, Jake, my brother,
1: who I feel like I'm talking about as I'm screaming Speaking at screaming at at Jake. Like, Jake um. sucks at his job. <laughs> no, our producer Jake, our not producer. Peralta.
2: No, right. Oh, so
1: confusing. <laughs> well, I'm also looking at him. Right, right, right. Anyway, Jake, Jake, our producer. Have you ever watched mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nine Nine?
0: Oh, oh yeah, whole thing. You a fan? Oh yeah. Hello, my sex tape is phenomenal. Yeah. It's phenomenal.
1: <laughs> See, it's all it goes all all ages, all sexes, all ra- mm-hmm. I can't I can't imagine anybody. I mean, maybe like Well, people who are like a little faint
2: of heart might not. Yeah. Be really prepared for their comment about uh it's small but not shitty. You know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Title of your sex tape.
0: Well, and the reason why I think it's done so well is it's always it's always interjected in the most, like, like when they're in the middle of, like, a chase or something.
1: <laughs> right. Like, yeah. at
0: the most inappropriate time, he's, like, titled my sex tape mm-hmm. or whatever it is.
1: Right. It's, I am um,
2: Like, pulls you out of it and reminds you that it's a comedy, which yeah. is, keeps the whole show lighter. I think, in addition to the names of their criminals, which we can talk
1: about We later. will talk about, because okay, cool. that's my favorite episode. Oh, right, right, right.
0: Okay, am I playing Backstreet Boys? Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep, that's my, I, I mean, I think this, I texted it. Too. This is my oh, favorite okay, cool.
0: Okay, that's an ad. Oh. Not part
1: of not the Not part of weird not playing their ad until people... So, Do, you
0: think we're... Do you recognize any of these men? I was hiding in the bathroom stall, so I didn't see his face, but I heard him. He was singing along to the music at the bar. Do you remember what he was singing? I think it was that song, I Want It That Way. <laughs> Backstreet Boys, I'm familiar. So good. Okay. <laughs> Number one, could you please sing the opening to I Want It That Way? <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> you are... My fire. Number two, keep it going. The one <laughs> desire. Number three, believe when I say. And number four, I four. I so good. Want it that way. Tell
2: me why. Ain't nothing but a heartache. <laughs> Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a mistake. No. I never want to hear you say, I
0: want it that way. Oh, chills. Literal chills.
1: It was number five. Number five killed my brother. Oh
0: my God, I forgot
1: about that part. (laughs) (laughs) Like you have to admit, it's so well done. It's so funny. Like he does catch the guy. Like the detective work paid off. Um, So That's the thing.
2: He's doing his job. He hasn't made her feel any worse about being a
1: I don't think she hel- I don't think he helped well, necessarily well, with her mourning the brother but he like no, asked yeah. the right questions right. and
2: was like he sh- I mean he the guy was singing along so he was like okay and it, he got it a little too carried away but he still you know like caught the guy and he was like oh my god you're right like <laughs> yeah
1: I forgot what I was doing. he There's definitely crying. got lost there for a right, second right.
2: just for a second though and then like reeled it back in so I think that is actually the most important part of the show is that they
1: they always catch the bad guy
2: they always catch a bad guy and they're not bad cops.
1: No, they're not bad cops. We're they're not
2: sh- laughing at them.
1: I've read a lot of interviews and done, like, just because I like the show so much. And that's something that they really wanted to solidify was the fact that, like, they do not want people to think they're, like, not good at their job. Do- because right. like, s- these are the same That's guys. not funny. That's scary. These are the same guys who did, you know, Parks and Rec and mm-hmm. worked on The Office and all that stuff. And one of the big things from Parks and Rec, too, is, they're ridiculous, but all of them are good at their jobs. Like right. They get more money for right. the parks and all that stuff. And so that was really important mm-hmm. when they were doing Brooklyn Nine-Nine mm-hmm. is that the audience doesn't feel like they're bad cops. They're just silly, you know, and yeah. whatever. But um, speaking of just the show kind of changing directions on us a little bit, mm-hmm. when fr- we're doing there for a second, what about things that make you sad? What was your heartbreak scene?
2: Um my wait okay sorry one of my oh no go back
1: oh sorry yeah two more oh gosh (laughs) no definitely go back to your bit just
2: zip through them no 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 but Holt's like deadpan just like in general like his whole we saw episode one to the end like his delivery um Andre Brower is Mm -hmm. the actor's name and he is just like Like, the most perfect casting for this role.
1: I think he's, like, a famed drama actor. Like, I think it was very shocking that they got him to do Brooklyn. comedy, yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, But it's, like, the way he... And so it just, like, is, like, ample opportunities for these, like, goofy characters to not understand him. But, like, you know, every time he's in the car or in a meeting or whatever. And he's like, this is the happiest moment of my life. And you're like, <laughs> yep. oh, God, none of us know. <laughs> like we can't tell.
1: One of the, the things I'm going to talk about later in the episode is the party episode in season oh, one yeah, where yeah, they're yeah. all going there. And it's so funny because everybody's like, Oh, Holt, you're so funny. And like Kevin's like, don't <laughs> yes. make a joke now. And I just love that. Uh, like people in Holt's personal life mm-hmm. seem to be that same brand of <gasps> yes. like getting that he's funny. And Jake's always like, did I m-? like, yes. Jake always, the whole looks squad around. like squad like, "Did I miss something. Yeah, like yeah. he didn't say anything funny, like, right. or, or like cordial or like, uh-huh. be like flirting, like Kevin and Holt will be flirting. And Jake's like, you're not flirting. Like you just, right. it's like, it's I, so funny. I feel
2: like, and I, sometimes I think this about SNL characters, um, which I know we've talked about them a lot, but Jake was on both. So, or, um, Andy, Andy. was on both. Um, but, uh, how, They, it seems like they've written that friend group, Holt's like adult friend group, based on some group of intellectuals that this writer has to deal with, right? Right. Like one of these writers is married to a professor and like they're all these pretentious-ish, he doesn't quite get what their joke is all the time. That's just what I imagine when I imagine how these things come
1: about. Right, right. Know?
2: But anyway, so within s- sub-bullet under Holt is um, Madeline Wench. So good. <laughs> His, um, insults about her are so unexpected, which I guess is another reason why I like it. And Right. It's because... He doesn't really have a huge public feud with anybody else. It's just her. And she's not in a ton of episodes. So we don't always get to see it. But, you know, he says things like, but if you're here, who's guarding Hades? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I also love when he has to, like, over explain his insult. Yes. Where he's like, The reason that I'm saying that is because she's a witch. Like, yes.
2: And there, yeah, there's definitely like a, oh, I like thought Dorothy's house dropped on you. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and oh. we won't play any of it, but we'll uh, put a link to they've. Yeah, there's like someone a- on YouTube has like done a compilation of like all of their all of their back and forths and it's definitely worth the 10 minute watch.
1: Right. And there's like the, the one where it's like the devil can't date or you're not supposed to dance with the devil. And in this case, like you can't do it with Madeline and they're like, Oh yeah, we get it. Cause Madeline's <laughs> the devil. And he's like, also she has no rhythm. Like he just <laughs> right, like, right, 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 right. <laughs> like, calls her dried up reason.
2: Yes. Um, and then my last favorite bit, which I don't know if it's really fair to call Doug Judy a bit, but,
1: I think it could be fair. I mean, we're making our rules Because he's not here. like,
2: I know, I know. It's our rules. He's not necessarily my favorite character because he's not a regular, but whatever. Anyway, his plot mm-hmm. is my favorite running joke, I guess, in that he comes in and he's got about one episode a season and he's a con artist and like everyone loves a con artist. <laughs> and right. you're just not sure where the con is, which is great. And his friendship, arch nemesis, whatever it is, both at the same time, all the time with Jake is so much fun to watch. And I think that's, again, speaking to all of their criminals, like he's not just a bad guy. He's also (laughs) like Like, chill with Jake.
1: Like Jake's his best man. Jake's his best
2: man. Right. And plus he, yes, he's a criminal. He has a lot of these arrests, but what he he's a car thief like that's bad, but right. what he he only steals Pontiacs
1: Pontiac Bandit and
2: he, so it's it's a low not a low risk crime because but like you know he's not like a drug dealer he's not a mobster you right. know what he's doing is a crime but it's not scary crime and so I think right, this he's not kind like a serial of, killer that we're right like, right, right 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 that we're befriending right it's it's pretty specific and um I think that also like helps make him a little more fun um and so yeah and he always slips away and you're you know he's going to and you're just like waiting to see how he escapes another time anyway his episodes are just adult like some of your
1: favorites yes. yeah they're great I'm so glad that you stopped me before we moved on to the next category, because I actually have two more that I would have just completely forgot to say. Okay, Let's go. So one of them is Jake's usage of the cool, 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 (laughs) no doubt, no doubt. I mean, it has been going on since, like, season one. It's Mm -hmm. a great ongoing bit, and it also, I think it's just such a a fun way for him when he obviously doesn't agree with what's being said, or he just, like he should agree and he d- he didn't even think about it mm-hmm. um he just says it all the time I think it's one of my that and title of your sex paper like my two most used television <laughs> um, references <laughs> like yeah. people have got to be tired of me saying cool cool, cool. <laughs> and like using the meat like the gift to send to people
2: mm-hmm. um, oh my god I use it all the
1: time it's <laughs> like my most used one like when someone's like we were obviously supposed to be there at two I'm like yeah cool cool, cool. no Ooh, doubt no cool, doubt cool, no I, yeah, I knew yeah, that it's fine, it's fine. um and especially, like, with, when he uses it with Amy, it always makes me laugh. Because mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, we're not having sex till the wedding. And he's like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. So that's one. And then the second one I wanted to bring up before we moved on is um, the names. So in my favorite episode, they arrest a man named the Oolong Slayer. Mm-hmm. Because his, like, calling card is that he leaves Oolong tea. S-
2: like, it's such a like, peak Brooklyn ninety nine like, uh-huh. thing. Like, that's the thing that's, like...
1: Yeah, like, that's why you watch the show, is right, for right, these right. moments like this. And when he arrests him and says, you're going to go away for an ooh, ooh, long time, time. Oh it is gosh. peak Jake Peralta. Like, that is the most yes. Jake Peralta moment of them all. Um, and then the second is, you know, like, the vulture, who is the, mm-hmm. the chief that comes in, the captain that comes in to, to take over for um, Holt when he has to go work for Madeline Winch in the fact that they call him the vulture like yes. to his face like honestly just the vulture as a character his B plots are oh always my pretty God. funny yes. like when they hire him to play his own birthday he party
2: is chaos like <laughs> like they like
1: can't figure out what to get him for his birthday but they make he makes them do it yeah. and they hire his band to play at his birthday oh party God. which is just like genius <laughs> um, but the fact that he like comes in and like swoops and steals cases mm-hmm. like right uh, before and i think he also says like only like something Oh, I can't think of what it is. Something like wieners. Like I don't know. He's like only misdemeanors. You wieners, you are wieners. winners. Oh my god. Yeah. So he's like they won't. They can't do any like high profile cases yes. when he's on there because he like wants the wins. And then like, I mean, you love, and you just talked about Doug Judy, but I think just like the Doug Judy, the Judy Trudy, like the Pontiac mm-hmm. Bandit, like just the way they wrote that character is so funny and such a good little joke when you know, uh, well,
2: uh, like the calling you the Pontiac Bandit is
1: funny in itself.
2: Amazing. Yeah. Trudy Judy was genius.
1: So anyway, those are the last ones that I wanted to add on before we moved on. So, um, All, yeah. right. All right. Sounds Perfect. great.
2: All right. Next. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. What do you think? T- yeah. Dark side.
1: Yeah. Heartbreak
2: so- scene. What's your heartbreak scene?
1: I have two, I will say. So I, I'm always shocked when like a 30-minute comedy can like like hit me in the feels because it's really only 22 minutes and right. whatever. So one of them is game night, obviously, mm. when Rosa comes out to her parents. Mm. But it's not yeah. – that part is very – that part gets me. But what may, was not sadder to me, but the thing that kind of broke my heart and put it back together again was that the f- the, f- the gang shows up and they're like, yeah. we're here, we're your family. And Holt has that really nice – like when you're being truthful to yourself, like Mm -hmm. you're doing good for the world. And so just their moment within, um, that scene was just so beautifully done and Mm -hmm. like that you, you know, like your friends are your chosen family as you get older and it's something that I think is a great scene. And then the other one was this actually this most recent season, season seven, um, trying where Amy and Jake just keep trying to have a baby and they keep, Mm -hmm. you know, not getting pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just something that happens and, you know, it happens a lot and it's, um, I don't know, something about, like, just their disappointment every time after yeah. not really wanting kids for a while and then wanting to have kids and then it just being hard, I think, um, we just really handled really well and kind of broke my heart a little bit. And then we get the, you know, big surprise that they're finally pregnant, but it wasn't easy for them. Did they
2: do that at the end of that episode? I can't... Like, did we find out the same episode that they were pregnant?
1: I thinks I want to say uh, I wish I would have taken a note on that I don't remember if they find out in that episode that they're like pregnant the or if it's like one. the next one because I also know in real life Melissa who plays Amy mm-hmm. was pregnant mm-hmm. so they were hiding that for a lot of this season until they you know gave them the opportunity to write that into the story so a lot of it was just me watching it being like she's so obviously right. <laughs> because like, they didn't really <laughs> I mean they <laughs> did know. the Halloween where they made her wear different costumes mm-hmm. the whole time but um yeah I'm not sure that would be something that
2: well, because I, what I appreciated about that just was that pretty much since the minute they got married, I was like, oh, God, are they going to, like, really drag us through them? Like, will they, won't they have a baby? Right. And I don't love that plot ever because um, it's sad, right? It's just mainly sad.
1: Oh, uh, when you're trying to get pregnant and you can't?
2: And you can't, right? Like, whenever, it, whenever it's like a... Uh, yeah plot that is used in a tv show like they don't use it for they either oh we're pregnant or oh, they can't right you know right. they're having a hard time and when it's a hard time it's really sad so I was worried they were gonna sort of string us along through that but you're right they condense it into an episode but clearly mm-hmm. time was passing like yes. they made it clear so their struggle was a struggle you know to get pregnant but they didn't like drag it out through the whole season. So I think they handled it really well from a plot point and just, you know, kind of containing it all in one episode I thought was a good move.
1: Right, and it was a bottle episode that that didn't feel, um, like like it didn't feel like there was no point to it, right? Like we could have had a whole season where just their B-plot was Amy and Jake trying to get Mm -hmm. pregnant, Mm -hmm. but instead I think I just really enjoyed also that it was um, kind of condensed and it didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, we didn't have to tune in each week to see the crime and also amy can't get pregnant
2: right yeah i agree so what about you though my two also were rosa coming out to her parents because that was hard to watch because i thought that i was surprised that her parents were like no go at the end you know yeah. like that i was on genuinely shocked and so that was a really sad episode especially since we rosa's been through a lot right in this show arguably more than the other characters right well
1: and just like it's time that we just all accept people for who they are and totally. it's, it's kind of crazy to think that there are still people who don't
2: right and of course there are and it was but it was I think they handled it really well the, that whole episode like you said it was a good one mm-hmm. and the episode which is season well the Rosa coming out episode is season 5 episode 10 Terry being racially profiled was season four, episode 16. Mm -hmm. And that was another episode that I thought they handled really well and needed to be done. Right, Uh, right. It is a cop show. It's a cop show. And it was was really hard to watch the first time, just in the sense that it was sad and you knew that he had his two daughters that were not involved, but like they were going to need to be explained about what was going on. And it must be like such a hard conversation to have. Right. With your kids at any time. But, you know, I thought the whole episode and especially at the end when Captain Holt, who initially was not supportive of submitting the complaint that Terry filed about the police officer that stopped him. uh, He wasn't supportive at the beginning, but by, by the end, Holt was like, well, I took the head down, rise up through the ranks method of dealing with racism so I could help change it from the inside and me telling you that you shouldn't file this report is in hindsight wrong. I am your officer and I think you should like I'm supporting you in this complaint. So I thought that was a really nice arc for him Mm -hmm. and it was just a really thoughtful episode I thought but also just any time Holt talks about how he was an outcast from the NYPD. Like, that always makes me sad. And it's kind of just sprinkled in throughout the series. But right. it's it's a comedy and also a cop show. So I totally understand why they had to do it. I'm not saying they shouldn't have. But it it, it is o- always a sad moment when Holt's like, oh, yeah, I was an out black gay cop. So it took an extra five years for me to be promoted or nobody wanted me to be, or nobody wanted to be friends with me. I didn't have any colleagues that were friends or whatever it is. Um, And it's normally just a small moment, but it's good, honestly, that they remind us that he wasn't just this all-star police officer.
1: Right, because the pilot is Holt walking in being the captain. Like We Mm -hmm. obviously didn't see any of his rising up through Mm -hmm. the ranks or any of that struggle. So it is nice, I think, that we get... You know, some of their backstory sprinkled in. I On mean, the even flip side,
2: the flashbacks to him in the 80s. Wonderful. So good.
1: Wonderful. <laughs> I mean, the, the uh, Hitchcock and Scully yes. flashback where they're like super hot. Like, shocking. I mean, Amazing. not no offense to the Android, but <laughs> dang. I know. Anyway, see, <laughs> the show just flips, you know, heartbreak. Right. Heart, you know, it back, just goes back. High and low, low. high and low. So, at what point did you think, like, this show's for me? Like, what moment was, like, I'm I'm in. This is my turning point. I'm I'm, in.
2: I'm going to say it was uh, The Bet, which is season one, episode 13.
1: (laughs) This is why I watched the show. Oh, really? I think you sent me this clip.
2: Okay. Well, it was, the whole episode I thought was really good because I just wasn't sure. On a show where there's no relation, like, romantic relationships laid out from the beginning, it's always a little uncertain who they're going to pair together and how painful it's going to be for the rest of us Ugh. while they do that. Right. And I wasn't sure. Cause of course the uptight detective who is head to head competition with Jake loose cannon, Jake was going to be obviously who they were going to have be together. But I was really not sure it was going to be a good idea because she does have her shit together and he, Still refuses to wear, keeps his mail in a bathtub. Yeah. (laughs) And so I just wasn't buying it, basically. I wasn't buying the two of them going down this path together. But in that episode, they had them, Jake and Amy, both were on a stakeout. And it was seemed really natural. And really, they were kind of more on the same level. And Jake seemed to finally be making some more mature decisions when Holt offered to release him from or relieve him from being on the stakeout they were going to send another officer in and he was like no you know it's okay I think we've got it and that was showed some maturity that he realized that he was having a good time with Amy and you know they you know let's just kind of see where this is going to go and so I just I just really enjoyed that.
1: That's when you bought in. Yeah,
2: that, that's when I bought in. I was like, okay, Jake and Amy, I'm, I'm behind you guys. And yeah. thank God I jumped on board. Otherwise, I would have had to stop watching Yeah, you would have
1: been like, and the show was not for me.
2: <laughs> right, yeah. I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I'm trying to think. Whenever I bought in um, was definitely the party, which I mentioned a little bit earlier, where they go to Holt's birthday party because... Mm-hmm. What? Is that season one? Yeah, season one, episode 16. Oh, okay. But it highlights every single kind of character trait mm-hmm. that these seven people have. To, like, the utmost, or utmost degree. Like, it's just the most, and I think, my honestly, my favorite part is, because it's so relatable in a sense. Obviously, it's heightened for television, but when Jake goes to meet um, Kevin for the first time and he's like I'm going to woo him with cop talk like mm-hmm. civilians love to hear about murder <laughs> so he comes in and of course also I just love Mark Evan Jackson who plays mm-hmm. Kevin and he's like so let me tell you about this triple homicide that I you know solved and he's like oh no cop talks a lot in this house and so then Jake mm-hmm. you know is thinking well, what what am I supposed to talk about like uh-huh. what the hell am I supposed to say and so he goes into this article that he read on the New York Times and Oh um, Terry's like, no, yes. stop, like, because Terry obviously knows that Jake has not One read the New, right, the New York Times, like, and Kevin's like, oh no, like, please tell me what you thought about it, and then it goes into you know, Jake's like, well, I only read the free thing, you know, the two, first mm-hmm. two paragraphs, but it just really that whole episode. That's when Gina, you know, sits around and talks about how yes. like her m- obsessed when the, with her, the, 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 yes, all of the like she's so
2: fascinating, right? <laughs> when she's
1: like the the day I was born, my mother was so sad because she knew she'd never be able to be better than me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's solidified also Gina as my favorite character, like kind of skipping ahead. But, um, yeah, I just, I loved that episode. It had everyone's, everyone was on full display down to like Sully singing opera at the end and Hitchcock, right. like them thinking Sully and, Hip, Scully and Hip, Hitchcock, Hitchcock are a, a couple, are couple. So.
2: Amazing. Yeah. Which they don't prove us wrong necessarily the rest no. of the show. No, I was thinking oh. another bit that's just so great is, <laughs> is
1: Kelly, his wife or his dog. Because, like, he's oh always like, God. she loves peanut butter. And we also went for a walk and held hands. And you're like, is that his dog or his wife?
2: Right, right. So great. I know. Um, okay, so what do you think the best or worst B-plot or best or worst relationship that came out of the show
1: was? So I think the best B-plot, I don't even know if you can count it as a B-plot, but the best uh, for a case of this would be the Halloween heist. Each episode, us getting just kind of like an escape from reality to see. Because, one, I never predict who's going to win, no mm-hmm. matter how hard I try. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Um, that is just my favorite B-plot. And then Kevin. Like, I just said it. I just think yeah. he's my favorite. Him and Holt are so wonderful together, and I love Kevin. So, I just yeah. love Kevin. Kevin's amazing. i going to have to be locked in a, like, when there's someone trying to kill Kevin, so him and Jake have to Good. stay in the, yeah. the safe house. Yeah so episode. wonderful and he makes him watch all the Nicolas Cage movies except for the one about the professor right. so so brilliant you
2: know um, I think my favorite b-pot was when Jake and Holt were in witness protection in Florida
1: oh my gosh <laughs> loved that
2: everything about that was just perfect it was so nice to get a break from the precinct and I think they did a good job of picking Florida because fucking
1: Florida right like of course and Jake with the
2: highlights Mm -hmm. and like having to them having to work at that like go-kart place or whatever (laughs) that like family place and and pretending to be straight never does it very well like Says words like breasts. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's just
2: wonderful. Um, and I really like B plot and relationship combined. I really liked Rosa and Marcus. I really liked that whole yeah. plot. I was sad when it did not work out. Um, call back to Rosa's had a really hard
1: <laughs> right, plot and Marcus on was show. Nick Cannon, right? Yes, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, it was really He's, sweet. Yeah. Okay, so let's just do our highlight stats. Let's just, mm-hmm. like, knock them out. Yep. Who is your favorite character? Captain Holt, obviously. Captain Holt. Mine's Gina, obviously, which obviously. makes sense. I mean, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. why really wouldn't reflective. we do yeah. yeah,
1: Captain Holt and Gina? Um, your favorite relationship? Jake and Holt. Jake and Holt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So Every time did. he calls him dad. <gasps> Wonderful. Love that. So mine is Holt and Rosa. Just because mm. they're both, like, a little bit too on the nose when they talk about (laughs) people's feelings, which I, as someone who feels a lot of things and would be considered, I think an empath. It's so funny to me that they like Googled how to break up with Marcus (laughs) and then like read the full URL, like backslash backslash. back. They went all the way through it. So I just, and then also they can have their sweet moments together. Holt Mm. and Rose, I just think are a little bit underrated because and Jake are so wonderful. Okay. Favorite season.
2: I could not pick one. Because I think the show has been the most consistent show of any show I've watched. Mm-hmm. Other than like Law & Order SVU. <laughs> <Like> right, right. <laughs>
1: okay. Where well, that's just like one. It's a soap opera. Right, yeah. It's,
2: story. Um, yeah, I couldn't pick one. Could you?
1: Um, so I, like my gut was telling me season three. Mm. But I think it's because it's what my favorite episode's in. So mm. I'll go to season three and then just kind of watch a few more after that. But like upon further reflection after I wrote it down, I was like, oh no, it's a seven-way tie. <laughs> like, I think I could probably pick my least favorite if I really, really had to. But, like, no, overall, like you said, it is, if not the most consistent show yeah. on television. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I rarely will finish an episode and think, like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have watched that.
2: Right, I, I don't right.
1: think it's ever happened, actually. No. Um, so, what is your favorite episode?
2: My favorite episode is The Box, which is Season 5, Episode 14. Mm-hmm. Because... It was different it's the episode with sterling k brown for the rest of you who are following along and what was different about this episode is there was only one plot
1: right it was solving this murder there was
2: three characters four if you count the lawyer five Mm -hmm. if you count gina for one second bringing him in (laughs) and i didn't miss the other plots sometimes i think it B and C plots detract from the A plot anyway, because they usually have really great A plots, and so I love that we got to just focus on this the whole time. It helped create the intensity that the actual interrogation was right,
1: right. Which I'll go into having yeah.
2: within. Yeah, yeah. You this is
1: no, you'll no. Talk I more just about know. This, yeah. but
2: <laughs> I well, I liked the whole episode, um, because. It just, from beginning to end, really worked the seams of Holt and Jake's relationship and how far they've come. I think you could only get that from the whole episode, but you're going to have it counterpoint. I will then prove you wrong. (laughs) You're going to prove me wrong. And I do not love Sterling K. Brown, but I feel like he was the right villain for 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 this episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My favorite episode is season three, episode four, The Oolong Slayer, <laughs> which I think Such I've watched one. upwards of 30 times. Like, <laughs> I love it so much from Gina and Jake learning what port is and then ordering it everywhere, which yes. like port's a dessert wine, for mm-hmm. those of you who don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never had it, but oh, it's, good. It's yeah, like a dessert w- yeah. wine, and they order it at In bars. Like a little
2: tiny glass, because you just take right, like a four ounce.
1: Right. Nope. They get it everywhere they go. <laughs> um, my... One of my all-time favorite scenes of the entire show where they're leaving the bar and she's like, aren't you forgetting something? And he comes back and, like, awkwardly kisses her on the forehead. Mm-hmm. And she's like, who raised you? Pay right, your bill. Pay. <laughs> like, I didn't need that. Um, oh, so the good. When Colt opens up his liquor cabinet, I'm just, like, reciting this episode. But yes, when yes. Holt opens up his li- liquor cabinet and it's a globe mm-hmm. and Jake earnestly says, that's what globes are for? Right. Kill me. Like, it was so good. It's one of the best and dogs. then when they meet in the alley, because all of this is going on when Holt's working for Madeline Winch and mm-hmm. like doing that whole thing. So they are having to secretly meet in bathrooms or secretly mm-hmm. meet in mm-hmm. restaurants or wherever. So they're not in the precinct, which I also think was fun. Yeah. Um, and they meet in this alley and Jake's like, dope alley, is this where Batman's parents got killed? Which is so <laughs> funny because like, I know Jake knows that Batman's fictional, I think. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I, I think, think, think he knows that. Maybe. But I also Probably. think he definitely... Maybe.
2: Right. I so go. that's, that's
1: my favorite episode. Now the thing you've all been waiting for. <sighs> yes. Can we get a drum roll, please, over there, producer Jake?
2: Do you have that? Do
1: you have a drum roll? No. No?
2: Maybe we can do, like,
0: add in. I don't, but I definitely need one. You need a that's drum roll. phenomenal. Yes. Yeah. I can. So
1: can you just make, you know. Hold on.
0: I can do this right now. Can we
2: get yeah. a drum roll from our jazz? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can we get a jazzy drum roll? Yeah.
1: Producer Jake. Hold on. <laughs>
2: Jake is my Uh, younger brother, for those who don't know. All right, we're going to replace
0: the Yes, I'm 24. There you go. (laughs) Had a birthday recently, sort of.
1: In March. Yeah. Um. His social security number is... (laughs) Steal and he's them. single, ladies. Yes, <laughs> <He is. laughs> Has <laughs> podcast
2: equipment and a dog. What more could you
0: want? What else do you want? All right, let's try this. Flexible work schedule. <laughs> Very flexible.
1: <laughs> Here we go. All
0: right, hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to record this and we're going to make it a button. Stop. Stop. Tie
1: up your tape. All, right. all right, all right, nobody's Nobody. nobody <laughs> See, <saves> it's... <laughs> <laughs>
0: It works in so many <laughs> it's good. So okay. good. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Be quiet for like ten seconds. I'll
2: try.
0: Okay.
1: Honestly, longest ten seconds of my life. Super that was like a microwave didn't minute. Love that. No, wow. I don't. We'll get it. We'll, no, no, we'll we'll I liked the.
0: I don't, know what that, I don't know what that is. That's why it sleeps tonight. That's great. We don't have enough money I to pay it. for that. No, no. We're going <laughs> to get sued for sure. Okay. Oh, what the fuck happened to it? All right. I don't know what happened
1: to
2: okay, it. Okay, maybe we can just figure this out for the next episode.
1: All right. Yeah, we'll record it before the next episode. Here's one. another one. All
2: right. <laughs> feels Like we're at a circus, I don't like that
1: one. <laughs> you know what? We're not gonna do this on air, okay? We're
2: gonna move past You've heard many drummers, drum yeah. yeah like,
1: we uh, you get it. This yeah. is our single best scene, mm-hmm. what this podcast is all about. That's right. So, Soph, do you want to go first with your single best scene, or would you like me to go
2: first? To go first because mine's gonna be short, short because it's a cold open,
1: side of your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Guys, work this into your everyday. everyday Friends will love you. Do it in front of parents. It It doesn't get
2: old. I hear it never gets old (laughs) to anyone.
1: (laughs) Jake's killing me over there. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna
2: send this to you, Jake. I don't think we probably will want to cut. I think it's a several minute long scene, so probably. But it's season two, episode ten. The Pontiac Bandit returns. We've already talked about my. Love for J- Doug Judy. Borderline obsession. Borderline obsession, and I've easily watched this cold open upwards of twenty times. I've forced Jake to watch it. I forced my whole family w- to watch it. Actually, on the way,
0: <laughs> I can I can confirm that too.
2: Yes, Jake can confirm. Forced everyone to watch it on the way to Christmas Eve at my cousin's one year, because it's so funny. It's the Christmas episode. And Jake is undercover as a Santa who is collecting money for whatever you. I'm do. trying to think
1: of what those people what they're call, um, what are they called. The the
0: charity the, Santa yeah, people. Yeah, what
2: are man? We obviously yes, know. So we know. We know what it's. They usually they're the for Red, Red Cross. Will. The Red Cross. They like Red stand Cross. Out there, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So he's in has like a fat tummy thing, and he's Santa got Santa suit. Santa, well, but like he he's a Santa suit on, but actually like like the body. Stuff, oh, okay,
1: so. okay, and.
2: He's got an earpiece in, and he's talking to, I think, Rosa or somebody who is keeping an eye out. And they've said, oh, we've heard Doug Judy's walked by here every same this time every day. And he's like, I don't see him. I don't see him. And then he's spotted. And Jake's deli- – you know, he loves his line delivery. Yes. Biggest impact moment, which I totally get. And he butchers it, though, in his excitement over <laughs> seeing Doug Judy and the opportunity to catch him. So he totally – Mix messes it up in his delivery and then proceeds to chase him down the street. And as he chases him down the street, it's New York, so it's crowded and metropolitan. Right. And he's dodging these kids and families. And the pieces of his Santa suit start to fall <laughs> off, including the, the foam tummy and the hat. And he chases him into a tree farm or tree... Like a tree lot. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a tree lot where you're selling, you know, they're selling Christmas trees. And so I think we'll have Jake go ahead and, and play. Because that was all visual that you wouldn't be right. able to get. Um right,
1: but you can't do the delivery better than no, no, no. I Jake. can't. No I offense. absolutely
2: can't. No, definitely not. So Jake's gonna go ahead and play.
0: And I also think this is I remember that uh-huh. you making us watch <laughs> this, and I think this is why I started watching Brooklyn. Yes. Nine-Nine. Yes. All right. <laughs> oh, ho, ho, Merry Christmas! Whoa, thank you, good sir. The elves will not starve this night. <laughs> Any sign of our bogey? Negative. I'm sure our guy's gonna show? My CI said he walked this route exactly the last three days. Fine, but in 10 minutes, we're calling this. I have to get back to my ecstasy task force. We have to bag a major giggle pig player soon, or they're gonna shut us down. Oh, oh ho, and a bottle of rum. Presents! God, you're bad at being Santa. Jake, holy crap, 9 o'clock. The Pontiac Bandit, a.k.a. Doug Judy. Okay, Santa, stay calm, just like we practiced. Merry Judy, Mr. Doug Judy Christmas. Damn it! <laughs> no! i oh, you give ring attack! Yes, yeah, Greasy! <laughs> NYPD, stop where you are! Yours. Come on, Santa, why are you so fat? <laughs> NYPD, clear out.
2: Where are you? Gotcha! <laughs> <laughs> so that's the tr- Christmas trees catching on fire? Doug, Judy,
0: you're under arrest. Drans in the air. Hey, Rosa, Merry Christmas, girl. Shut up. Take a good look, kids. This is what happens when you're naughty!
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, just to
2: reinforce, this is... San- Jake dresses Santa Claus handcuffing a criminal while Christmas trees burn in the background <laughs> and there's a small family of children watching this whole scene. Uh, I think if I saw Santa arrest someone, that would scar me personally. Right,
1: right. And then the trees just all the catching trees, on the fire.
2: It's just uh, great a scene of TV. Yeah. Anyway. And sorry,
1: in that I said the Riverdale writers because she said like I need to get back to my giggly Oh, my God. Pod Giggle ecstasy. Kiggle pig. pig yeah. which sounds like a drug they would, you know, have, in have a parent sure. sell to students oh, on Riverdale. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so my highlight is, like you were saying earlier, or um, my single best Your scene, single like best you were scene. saying earlier, is from the box, mm-hmm. but it's when they finally get the confession. And the reason we don't, I don't think we need to listen to that, because as you said, I think the whole episode is worth watching. Mm-hmm. Um, no, for sure. But there's something about, like, so we've basically spent this whole podcast proving that, like, Jake's a joke but also good at his job. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the fact that then he can actually, like, get this guy to confess and he does it, not Holt, going up against Sterling K. Brown at this point when he had been nominated, I think, for – he'd won nine awards in three years. Like, Sterling was at, like, his peak fame. Um, It just felt like an equal scene where – I mean, I guess I just think the acting was so – was so w- done so well because not only like you didn't believe for a second that andy was playing out of his league against you know sterling k right. brown who ha- is a phenomenal actor whether you like him or not he yeah. is a great actor so that's my single best scene i don't really have as much to say about it um mainly just because it's not funny like it's not a funny scene right. like there are funny moments in the episode but when he actually se- s- like says out how you did the murder he like t- Goes through and is like, so you did this and this and this, and Sterling, like, laughing and being like, oh, no, I broke down the murder device and implanted it in the people's mouths, so you'll never find it. And he's like, oh, I got what I needed.
2: Jake's, like, emotional manipulation of that Mm -hmm. proves that he's learned a lot, in addition to, like, already being a good police officer. He's, like, gotten more intuitive and more, I don't know, just...
1: He's become a better cop and yeah. he reads the situation really well. Mm-hmm. He reads the rooms really well. And he, I mean, he did start stuff sort of off just screaming in his face with a guitar. So he still yeah. used his, you and know. And lied, his,
2: which his Holt Jake, told him not to, right?
1: His Jake antics. Yeah. But um, yeah, just the timeline that they had to arrest him before right. he could legally leave and all that stuff, I think it just proves that while this is just a cop show, like a comedy cop show, it also can deliver drama worthy performances. Right. Yeah, so. That is my single best scene. Amazing. So do you want to hear some news that's been going on in the Brooklyn Nine-Nine oh gosh, universe? Yes, yes. So just in response to um, the uh, Black Lives Matter movement, they are going to address it in season eight. Um, that's something that they're going to tackle. They've been on Zoom calls talking about it.
2: Have they only signed on for one more season? Yes, know? they have
1: been renewed for the next season. Just for one? Yes. They're also going to talk about COVID. They don't want to like... Um, obviously like bum people out but it is something that would affect these cops in New York so they're going to yeah. talk about that and they are essentially they're essential business essential like, workers, the, yeah, yeah they're essential workers so yeah. they will handle that and then the return of G- Gina Linetti they all really? want yeah I figured I would end the um see I
2: didn't notice when she left the show yeah I, know I she's mean, your favorite character but I didn't notice when she left yeah so she'll be
1: back um either this season or future seasons is what they've said um, and then just in terms of just them being good people, um, Stephanie Beatraz, who plays mm-hmm. Rosa, donated $11,000 and encouraged other actors who play cops on TV to donate to um, help with the National Bail Fund. And Dan Gore, the creator of the show, donated $100,000. Wow. So they're using their platform for good in this instance. Yeah, that's
2: fantastic. Especially so coming from, you know, like yes. you said, actors who play cops. So
1: it actually, I thought this was interesting. So... Um, this guy, let me look at his name, Griffin Newman, who was a guest star, he was on two episodes of Blue Bloods, um, did a challenge for any actor who makes money playing a cop on TV to give money back to, mm. um, the protesters to help cool. bail. So it was, um, a call to action that Stephanie did and her, she tweeted out, I'm an actor who plays a detective on TV. If you currently play a cop, if you make tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in residuals for playing a cop, let, I'll let you do the math. Right. So yeah. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah, so those are just some of the things that have been going on, you know, yeah. in the last few weeks in the Brooklyn Nine-Nine universe. Oh, um, cool. Do you have a recommendation to our listeners for this week?
2: Yes, my recommendation this week is actually another podcast. <laughs>
1: <Cool>. <laughs> Take our listeners away.
2: <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> oh, no. they, she only does one a week, though. Right. So I don't feel like it's really crowding in. But it's called Scam Goddess.
1: You are a big fan of Scam Goddess.
2: Scam Goddess with Lacey Mosley. And she pretty much goes through a little bit like How to Get a... Or uh, My Favorite Murder. Mm -hmm. Because it's, you know, explaining several scenarios to their host every week. But it's just her and she has a guest host. And it's usually one of her funny friends. And... She explains three different cons. One of them is listener, you know, right in the con they've run. And then the bulk of the episode is a big con, you know, like Anna Duvet or Oh, yes, who pretended she, mm, yeah, 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 yeah. That girl's one of them. I expect they'll do, what was that, Island? Oh, fire festival! Fire <laughs> festival! I miss it being fire oh, festival. Happen at some point, but she does like some older ones too. Some a lot of lesser known ones. The right. Anna the Anna one was probably the most well known one that she's done. But her guests are always really fantastic, and she's really funny. So that's my recommendation. What's yours?
1: My recommendation of the week is a book. It's called One to Watch, and it is about um, like a fictional bat. So you know, I love we we love the Bachelor, the mm-hmm. Bachelor franchise, yes. big fans. Matt James sign me up Ooh. so hot yeah. um but this book is a fictional take on the bachelor called main squeeze and it's they have um a plus size lead and it's just it was a very interesting book to read not only because the diversity was so different than what we see currently on the so bachelor mean there was any there was diversity and the book kind of follows the format of the show except so you would like see her film the episode, and then you would read a transcript of a podcast reacting to the episode, and then read people's chat rooms reacting to it, so it was just the format of the book was really interesting to me, and I just miss The Bachelor, obviously, Mm, we're mm -hmm. not getting The Bachelorette soon, we're not getting Bachelor in Paradise, so it kind of filled that hole, so Mm -hmm. that is my recommendation of the book, of the week, which is that book. Thank you,
2: everyone, for listening. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Yeah, and rate and subscribe rate and, and subscribe and if you dislike us dm us please don't leave it in the comments below yeah
2: but like be nice yeah. this is just for fun <laughs> we're fragile <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well thanks so much for listening thank you and thanks to our
1: producer jake yeah thanks jake
0: glad to be here
2: <laughs> this podcast is produced by myself sophie orlich with help from jake orlich no relation Maddie Line is my favorite co host, and our lovely theme song is by Chandler Reeves. For news and updates, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SingleBestScene or check out our website at SingleBestScene.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, and especially if you're one of our actual friends, make sure you're subscribed to the pod and drop us a five star review. We deserve it. Autoplay next episode.